Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one, the only. Look at that face over there. Look at that face. (laughs) The one, the only, number 73 in your playbook, number one in your hearts. (laughs) I'm going to keep going here. 11 years, starting guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Keep going. Nah. And, then, and then here he comes out of the tunnel, everybody. He's wait, he's gonna do the TJ leap. Oh no! <laughs> you still got a TJ leap in you, Mo. Man, I, no, I got a TJ leg kick. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I got a leg kick. That is it, man. As I click on the YouTube chat, by the way, like, subscribe, tell a friend, send it to your friends right now. Say they're live. You've missed it. Screw work. They're live, okay? Like and subscribe, man. I see the numbers going up by the second. Thank y'all. Let's do this thing, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Are we ready to do the thing? Oh, let's do the thing because I, you, you posted a comment. That pretty oh, much says, I'm ready for that comment. Here we go. Uh, here's the bell. Man, we are going to play a small violin for anybody who's wasting anybody's breath talking about Justin Fields. Okay? You see me? It you ain't happening, me? kids. Let's let's <laughs> let's start it. with the ending first, okay? <laughs> it ain't happening. Moan. Uh, Justin Fields has played 40 games in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah. He has. Are you ready for this? Talk to me nicely, DK. 38 fumbles in 40 games. 30 interceptions in 40 games. That's a Mike Tomlin kind of quarterback, huh? Mm, huh? Not, yeah. Not when he tells us you carry our hopes and dreams with you when you carry that football. Oh, is that what he says to you? That's okay. what he says. You actual DK. person in the locker room? That's yes. what he said? Okay. I don't care if it's the snap. I don't care if it's the quarterback throwing it. I don't care what it is. You carry our hopes and dreams. And if you're a fumble machine, that ain't ever that good, DK. I, I got to tell you, first off, there's a couple of misunderstandings that have led to the report. It's not even reporting. It's just this thing becoming something that people talk about because they're bored. Okay. Okay. Can I get any of these, Moan? Is that all right? Go ahead. Do your thing. Absolutely. Art Rooney did a series of interviews. He started with us, the writers, and then he kind of branched out a little bit. He did one in the morning with WTAE TV with Andrew Stockey. Okay. And he said something to the effect of, and this is a very general Steelers-type line, that they would be looking for everywhere from quarterbacks, including possibly via trade. Okay, Why would he rule that out, right? Yeah, that's very true. 
Okay, later in the same afternoon, he's doing another interview with Bob Pompiani at KDKA-TV, also just one-on-one, just camera and reporter. And he said, listen, I think some stuff's being taken. Okay. Out of context here. (laughs) Too far here, okay. Yeah. Do not expect any kind of significant trade from the outside. Okay. This was from the owner of the franchise. But all anybody heard was the first part, and all that went viral was the first part, and nobody bothered with the second part, which was infinitely more representative of what's actually occurring inside the four walls. Because when Mike Tomlin was asked if his 2024 quarterback is already in the building, what was his answer? He said yes. He said yes. Yep, he did. Okay, so we could end this conversation right here, but we won't. I'm going to throw this one at you, Moan. You've been to combines. You've been part of a combine. Yeah. Adam Schefter says the other day, Mike Tomlin really likes Justin Fields. You know why? Because he was all over Fields at the Ohio State Pro Day. He was loving him. He was, please take the stage here and tell everybody what Tomlin does at these settings. Here, it's, it's a lot behind Tomlin and those settings. Tomlin likes to see everybody win, meaning individually. Mono, 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 team the team, the, the, the labor of competing. Screw you. <laughs> That's just where, yeah, he has an appreciation for players that at certain positions, not at all positions that are real good at their craft and their respect the game. He always does this at those pro days and at those combines. He, he He's pulled the switcheroo on a lot of folks a lot of other times where he's loved guys before. And here's the other thing, too, about Justin Fields. Is he's in a very unique situation to where – He's a young black quarterback that's trying to make it happen from Ohio State. He's followed him through high school. He understands what he is. And you just kind of say to yourself, I'm a fan of how you play football. And Coach Tomlin does that stuff from time to time. You guys have seen the famous Marshawn Lynch conversation that he had. He's done the thing with, with, with Carlos Dunlap. He just I, did it in Mobile. He did he, it in he Mobile. Did it. He lined up. I don't remember their names. That He walked right out into the field behind that wide receiver and the defensive back. Moan, he might have been a foot and a half behind the wide receiver's back heel. He 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 does this, and I don't. He think loves he does, it. He loves the evaluation aspect of it, of watching guys be put in situations, and some of them you're going to be attracted to, and you like some of them. I will 100 percent agree. He probably has had, has said to himself, "Boy, if we get an opportunity, I would." You know, but he does that with a lot of guys on a lot of guys like being around Coach Tomlin in that same aspect, too. One of the things that that was said down there was the big D tackle that I like, Tavondre Sweat out of Texas, the big prospect, right? The big D tackle that we talked about. He was raving about Coach Tomlin talking to him also. That might be because Coach Tomlin either thinks we may get a guy like this or I'm going to probably see that guy in the future and I need to know all kind of intel. I will tell you this. the, 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 the I mean, not college, NFL coaches – because there's not a whole lot of a changeover from year to year. They just acquire so much intel when it comes down to people and, and guys are going to run across, especially if you're one of those types of players, right? And I think coming out, Justin Fields was perceived to be one of those types of players. So, of course, there is a love affair for a guy like him. But I can do that from a distance. I, if y'all were ever <laughs> – in our, our our scout meetings on Wednesday, our meetings on Wednesdays, when we do the big Most deal, of these people haven't been, Moan. They haven't. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you how Coach Tomlin fans out for certain guys. Okay. Bobby Wagner. You oh, wanna, I know this story. It's great. Go ahead. Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner. He will lay out his entire 
just resume of what he's done, how good he was, how they recruited him, his profile coming out in college, and everything he's done, every single thing he's done, almost from game to game, just to show you his appreciation of how he feels about that player. Okay. And it's so in depth that you're almost like, dang, Coach T, don't you know we got to play against him? Like it almost becomes, it, it upsets you somewhat, which is what he wants you to do also. And I'll say this too. If there has been somebody to throw something out there from Coach Tomlin, it wasn't Jay Glazer, but if he has done something like that, it wasn't for that specific guy. If the rumors are coming out, it's probably for a guy like Kenny to tell him get his stuff together. It's probably to Mason to say, Mason, we got options if you don't want to do business the right way with us. This isn't just a right now Justin Field thing. And here's the other side, too. The Vegas odds on this, and I had one of my Bears, buddy, who's trying to ship off Justin Field, send me this. Raiders are plus 1,200. Commanders plus 1,200. Broncos, Patriots, 650. Falcons plus 600. Bears, he can go back there for plus 200 for the people that understand that. And the favorites are the Steelers at minus 125. That's where this is coming from. If you want to go put some money on Justin Fields coming to Pittsburgh, oh, you're either going to feel satisfied. Here. Yeah, here. get a membership. You're either going to be satisfied <laughs> that you scratched that itch or you're going to be mad that you lost your bet. But either way, I'm going to be sitting here, DK, doing this at the end. Yeah, you are. <laughs> It's just, I, I, I we're, just we're, don't we're see not it. even into stupid season yet, and this is stupid. The season of lies. We're here the, already. The whole thing is stupid. Uh, the, the other it, part that jumps – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mo. No, I was just going to say this, too, before you go. Here's the thing, though, too. I, I will give Justin Fields a lot of grace. I think Justin Fields has a tremendous amount of talent. Three coordinators in three years. Chicago's a bad, a terrible team. I think they're stacking up something to get them somewhere. And I don't know if that involves Justin Fields or what, but Justin Fields to me still will generate a very high draft pick for a team that has specific needs, like a corner. We've talked about a tackle. We've talked about another wide receiver, right? Another D tackle has been in the conversation, a middle linebacker, off ball linebacker, whatever you want to ask for. It's hard to operate when you're buying everybody else's used goods. The whole thing is is so preposterous. It, it, it just and, and and on top of that, again, it flies in the face of things that we actually know. But what happens is someone will cherry pick the single most sensational aspect of it, and that's what goes viral. And then you have all of these page literal page click chasers who yeah. jump on it and put headlines and then you'll see and this is what you're seeing today on social media is oh the buzz is growing it's building there's more people talking about it that makes it not one tiny bit any, and more true than it was in the first place okay what? where mm -hmm. where mason is concerned that was a, that, that was the sunday morning thing okay this this the super bowl sunday was that Mason Rudolph is is ready for a fresh start. That's the signals that are being sent, meaning he wants to get out of Pittsburgh. Now, Moan, how could they have found out? What 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 secret way could they have utilized to find out that that isn't true? What what, what clever methodology could they have used? They could have used the internet, couldn't they? They could have watched you. I mean, well. Okay. I was, I, I was trying to be humble there, DK. To this day, to this day, <laughs> it's the only interview Mason's done since it the season is. ended. It and is. he's what did he say on here? 
He said he'd love to be back, but of course he got to let the business do what the business is going to do. That's it. And 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 that's the reality of it too. Like I I will continually say, uh, this is just new because you don't have a guy, right? Like seven's not there. And you want to have another conversation, DK? Mm. You want to revisit real quick because there was a lot of people saying uh, Kenny is the guy. Kenny is the guy. But lo and behold, some big networks call out. Uh, Justin feels to be the guy. Nobody's mentioning Kenny no more. But when it comes down to somebody else's used goods as far as Justin Fields, and yes, he's younger, okay? Yes, he's from a new team. You don't know a lot about him. Yes, he was a top 10 pick, but you had a guy in your building, right? Do some really good things for your team at the end of the year, and it's hard to believe that Mason can be your dude. You see what I'm getting at? Yes, It's more it's believable about, from it, Justin it's than perception. it is from Mason. And the only words you see here are upside and potential and stuff like that. This isn't a science project here, everybody. Okay? This is a head coach who's presiding over a group to whom he feels a commitment, and especially the especially people like a, a T.J. Watt and a Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick, where he wants to win them a championship, and you're going to bring in a quarterback who turns the ball over twice a game? As a slam dunk turns the ball over twice a game, 26 fumbles in his last 20 games alone, he can't hold on to the ball. And, and, so and what, just, what gets the mobility? And the other side of that, too, is they've, I think, allowed Justin to try to figure out what he's going to do. I remember earlier parts of the 2023 season, the one that just finished up, and he was just saying, man, I'm thinking too much. Like, I'm going to just do me this game. And they allowed him to do him over the course of the few weeks, and they still lost games, DK. Like, I ain't saying he's not a talent. I'm not saying – I don't know what he's going to look like, what he would look like in Arthur Smith's uh, offense if he does just so happen to come here. It needs to be nothing more than like a fifth round or lower, DK. I'm talking about fifth, sixth, seventh rounder because there's too much risk, and the rewards for him is way too high. For you to be a team or, or an organization to be playing that type of game, you know, like that, that is, that's what gets it to me. You have more stability than you're giving yourself credit for. Like, do you see Baltimore making these types of moves? Like this type of scrambling and searching for a franchise quarterback is very Cleveland of y'all to be asking this type of stuff. <laughs> Am I? No, like I ain't even oh, no. wrong on that, man. Like that's, he just dunked on everybody watching this. It, it, it's, 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 <laughs> no, DK, it is like, it's, it's very Cleveland of you. Like go get your guy through the draft and you know, he fits your DNA. Like I, I, I would love to see Justin Fields get in an offense and prosper. I just don't know if that's for Pittsburgh. I just don't know if you're willing to do that when he's probably only got one year left before you got to commit that fifth-year option. I don't know if you want to do that when he's gone through three different offensive coordinators in three years, and this will be a fourth one if he comes to Pittsburgh. I don't know if you're telling me that they hadn't tried to surround him with weapons. Heck, they gave a Kings – well, they ended up taking DJ uh, – what's the, the the wide receiver he threw to last year? God, Lee, give me one sec. They traded for a, a high-caliber wide receiver – this past year it's not like dj Moore. like he has his guys like when you watch his play he has the tools he has the mobility to move around the league and get out of bad situations but you gotta ask yourself have you seen these types of games out of him in his three years he's been in the nfl and the answer is probably no again 61 per 60 percent for his career so far 40 touchdown 30 interceptions 
I, I mean, I, I don't even think this is interesting. It's, Honestly, I hate the fact that we wasted a segment on it, but, you know. No, I love it. I'm going to be real with yeah, you. I like that. Yeah, I think at least it gives us a chance to clear some things up. And meaning from the, the Steelers' own perspective, this is stuff, this isn't, some of this is inside information or whatever. Some of this is stuff that R- Ramon got from his interview with Mason, okay? But most of it's just out there. You know, yeah. this this isn't this isn't uh you know heavy duty insider stuff. It's just it's just a matter of being honest with you. Do do I believe that there isn't a, a world where you can upgrade the quarterback position? Yes, I do. Um do, do I also believe that look, Kenny will probably be given a fair shot. Yeah. Do I think if they sign Mason Rudolph back, he will be given a fair shot? I think yes, also, but it also has to show in his pockets too. And and, and then the other side of this is we talked about it yesterday, DK. When it comes down to winning a Super Bowl, like, again, we <laughs> give me a second. Post-Ben, we need to get away from thinking we got to be quick with this thing. You had years between Cordell and Neil O'Connell before you got to Ben, right? Yes. So, and, and, and a I lot know, of other guys. And a lot too, of other yeah. guys. <laughs> and, and I know Kansas City's doing their thing, and everybody think they have their Brock Purdy or it's so fast. Look at what Cleveland's done. Miami's trying to make it work with Tua. You got Buffalo, who's probably closing their window with Josh Allen before they even get started. They can't get over the hump. So when it comes down to you trying to search for somebody else to to fill that void at quarterback, maybe it's just not that right now. Like, again, I'm joking when I say this, but that's very Cleveland of of us to want to live a life like that. Yeah, that's really, really good. Very Cleveland of us is going to end up being the title of this particular episode. I just motioned over to the boss there. Very Cleveland of us. Uh, when we come back. Disrespectfully, I say that too. because it's. <laughs> I know more. that. Yeah, <laughs> That's the best part of it. When we come back, we're going to get to the only segment that actually matters. Yes, hey, Moan, bring it back. We'll smile next time. Yeah, we will. <laughs> At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I, I like this. I like this whole episode, actually. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Dean. Uh, that, that was... I didn't say Al Shimon. That was harsh. No, we... <laughs> there, there, it, it, hey, look, I'm going to my bad. If we're going to say in the locker room, the standard is the standard, but they don't meet it sometimes. Well, doggone it. We at least need to meet that standard when we're being fans about it, man. Like, I, I, I feel y'all. I do. Heck, I'm in the same boat with you. And here's the thing, too. I don't want y'all to believe I'm champion Mason either. Because here's the thing, too, DK. I, like, when, when it comes down to Mason making that decision for him, this has to be his money play. 
This has to be a, a situation where opportunity really meets him at the right spot. And it really did. There's so much sweet spot to what happened to him at the end of the season. It's funny, even his teammates, I mean, we can joke about this now, but even his teammates were kind of teasing a little bit about that. Like every single completion. <laughs> Who was it that was telling me? Oh, Cha-ching. Miles Boykin. He that's what he was he was he was saying something along those lines. He's just like every pass he completes, you gotta understand. He's making money here. He is. And and, and I, I say that because here's the thing. In those exit meetings with Coach Tomlin and, and Omar or when I was with Kev, like, and Omar was more on the, the, the backside behind Kev when it came down to, you know, discussing contracts and stuff. They'll all tell guys this. Hey, look, I want to do business with you. But if there is an opportunity that's far better than ours, you have to take it. This is a very short window. For every person inside that locker room, even the premier A players that we deem, right? Even Cam's in that situation where he's got to decide what's next. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where it sits when it comes down to making this 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 type of decision in the offseason. He has to maximize. And I will say this too to Justin Fields. Justin, if I was you, go somewhere that's that you know you can build with somebody that's gonna have a stable offensive coordinator and head coach that will also pick up your fifth year option because if it's not you know what he turns into Jameis winston oh yeah oh that's so good mitch trubisky yeah you know I, thought, I, I think Jameis was even better with this one you see what i'm saying yeah. like at least Jameis. never mind but you you turn into this if you don't make the smart next decision no that's uh that's some pretty good stuff there uh, Nathaniel says, haven't got, haven't had a chance to watch you guys live in a while. Hope everybody's doing well. It's nice to What's hear up, from Dan? you. What's going it's, on, uh, baby? it's nice to hear from you. Mark Lancaster insists that there's no Cleveland in him. <laughs> Jim approves of your assessment and Reg is just impressed with your honesty. I think that's what he's saying there. You ain't got a lot of kick it, baby. I'm telling you. Uh, see, I can't do that. I can't hey, do you that. Ain't, you ain't got a lot of kick it, man. That's just all it is. <laughs> I, and maybe that was saying that me, I wasn't rooting for Mason. I'm rooting for Mason anywhere he goes. The same way, by the way, Chook's situation. We ain't even talk about that yet. We're releases. about to. Okay, go ahead. We're about I'm, I'm to. Hands off. I'm we, hands off. We've had some stuff here. Uh, Hanover <laughs> Fist says Chooks is gone. Be careful what you say around your <laughs> boss for anybody who doesn't know. Chooks, uh, he wanted the Steelers to, or at least wanted the Steelers to entertain the idea yeah. of kneeling out whenever they still had a, a mathematical chance to be in a game. He wanted them to kneel, and that did not sit well with his head coach. Did not. I, I've uh, conversated with my guys of recently, man. I'll say this. Uh, I just think it probably ran its course with what his expectation was and what theirs was, and he didn't meet him. Professionally, Chooks got some rehab to do, too. He has to. I don't know if that means a one-year deal somewhere with somebody to prove that he oh, loves the game. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant he was hurt. Yeah. Like, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Career rehab to okay, do. Okay, got it. Because that that word is softly out there, and people who will ask the question about Chooks will ask him, do you love the game? Because of how that conversation was, was perceived to go. I don't know what Coach Tomlin, Omar, Pat Meyer is going to say about Chooks to those other teams that call, and they will call and, and, and inquire about him. But here's the thing. He's excited for it. What's next? Um, As far as NFL business goes, he's a free agent right before one of the most important business meetings that's going to happen, and that's the NFL combine. I told him, I was like, man, it sucks with how it broke down, but between 
your agent in the NFL combine, you'll know where you sit moving forward. You know, and he, mm-hmm. he's he's excited for it. The thing about Chooks, he can play. He has a, a, a athletic ability that's outside of this world. When my last year, last two years, it was said inside, Chooks is probably the best athlete in the room. And I don't even think it was close. He's as close as the Steelers have. It's funny when you talk when we talk about great football players, we talk about TJ Watt, you talk about Minka Fitzpatrick, guys that, that legitimately fit the the you know, Cam Hayward, the guys yeah. that fit the bill for great. When you guys in the locker room talk about freaks, you talk about different things. Yeah. Okay. I've noticed that over the years. Okay. So you would mention here's Chooks, Chooks isn't even built necessarily like an no, offensive lineman. No. He carries that weight as if he just rolled out of the womb with it. 315, easy. Yeah. Easy. And and moves like, like I thought Gil was athletic. Gil don't get enough credit for his athleticism. But Troops has more athleticism. I'll say this. I don't know what Coach Pat Meyer is on a day-to-day. I don't. But I'll say this. When Troops possibly became the older guy, there was a little bit of, hey, you need to find out a way to, you know, make me respect you factor. When Munch was there, we got the best out of Chooks. Did we not? The, the pressure that we put on him. And I think he's going to need somebody like that that's able to dive into him and say, hey, this is how we do work and these are our expectations moving forward. And I'll tell him that whenever we have that conversation over the phone. It just comes that simple. Like, he has to rehab his career. Chooks, man. You know, all he has to do is finish finish i i hate to oversimplify because i know there's a lot more to the position than that but you've said this yourself mm-hmm. you know he'll he'll start a blocking sequence as well as anybody yeah and then he just says well i'm done yeah but you but know see, what what happened when he was playing with us he get cussed out for that in yeah moment. who's gonna do that on this group you know like me myself come on chokes like that type of stuff and some players are like that. But here's the thing. Had he had that drive and finish or he was, you know, a name guy, a pro bowler already, you make exceptions. But there's also an expectation that has to be held, especially when a new group that they had and a young group that they had inside of that O-line room. There's also, you know, Presley Harvin to discuss as well. Robert Tucker says, what would two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a wide receiver and a punter do for us? Do you trust Omar and company to get it done? Let's start with Presley uh, this is a wonderful kid, okay? And I, I understand why Mike Tomlin became as attached to him, meaning, you know, off the field and everything as he did. And you've seen that happen, too. Uh-huh. He, he he will do the whole father figure thing for some guys. And Presley, of course, lost his lost father his. Sure did. Uh, while a Steeler. Uh, none of this should excuse, and obviously does not excuse, the inconsistencies at the punting, but, man... This one, this one kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I'm beyond. I'm a little bit more detached than DK from this one. I, yeah, I've I, had long conversation with Presley though when I was up there for the, mm-hmm. that Thursday night game. I think he's good, but when you look at the inconsistencies, that that is one way to kind of move yourself out. And he is another guy that finds himself in a situation that's going to be able to go try out for other teams too. Yeah, and one other thing to remember, and I don't, I don't ever make light of anybody's role on a football yeah. team. There's 53 guys. All 53 have to do their jobs. And if anybody needs an example of that, look at the impact that Kansas City's special teams had on Sunday. I, I thought they might have outdone everybody else <laughs> with the way they performed. Is that Presley Harvin was considered to be an elite holder 
Like he did some really special things in holding uh, for Chris Boswell. Uh, Boz will be the first and Christian Kuntz will be the second to tell you that that makes a big difference in both of their lives and both of their own performances. So if you're going to praise Boz, make sure you're praising the guy who's setting them up for him too. Here's another thing too, DK. Don't be surprised if there's an adjustment period for Boz and his new holder also. Oh, and and, and forgivable. I mean, yeah. it, it's not – you can do that a million times in Latrobe and on the south side, and it's but not the same game. when you make it out into that stadium. Uh, one of the ones that stands out for me – I don't want to bore everybody here with a, a hold for a kick, but in Baltimore when the weather was just absolutely abysmal and the worst weather I've ever covered a game in, okay, that wet rain and everything that was coming <laughs> down. And Boz needed a kick to win the game, and the, the ball came out badly out of Christian Kuntz's mm-hmm. hand. And the next thing you know, everything, everything's set up. Boss puts yeah. it through. Afterward, I go to the to the two of them. They happen to be sitting next to each other, holder and punter. Uh, not holder and punter, uh, snapper and punter. Yeah, snapper, and, punter, and holder. I, I, I say to uh I say to Presley, I said, uh, you know, what do you have to go through to hold that thing? Still, he's first of all, he's impressed that anybody noticed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he, he begins talking and, and, and Kuntz interrupts from the next stall and says, I mean, he, he just had to bail me out. That was like the worst snap of my life. That's he, and he said, that's why this guy is the best in the business. Oh man. So don't always think that these things are, you know, if, if that kick doesn't go through and the Steelers don't win and they don't make the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden the job seems really important. Just so, just a point to make here. That's all. By the way, DK go snapper, hold a kicker. You want to snap or punt or kick? I just want to, you know, Did make really? sure you're up on football stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me clear up something real quick, too. Just real quick. S4000, what up? You've been in here numerous times before. What's going on? Oh, he goes, the Sooks love that's football. Good. Not trying to be disrespectful to him, but players play the game for different reasons. I'll say this. I know he does. And you know I know he does because I talk to Chooks. Okay? Um, I'll say this. Winning covers a lot. We just had that conversation. Did we not? And, and losing and the up-and-down flow of not either being able to run the ball, operate as an offense, and, of course, whatever we think we were hearing in the media or with DK, you know, with here around Pittsburgh as, per, as it pertains to that team, imagine what the guys inside the building were probably dealing with. Again, where there's smoke sometimes, there's usually a little bit of a fire, even if it's a little kindling fire, like just a little, little brush fire, right? So I don't know what his relationship or respect factor was from Matt Canada. I don't know what it was for his position coach, but I'll say when you lose or you don't have a consistency of winning, this type of stuff show up to certain type of players. It doesn't mean he doesn't love it, right? But there is a conversation to be had. I can deal with a lot of bull crap if we're winning, i.e. New England, right? That that That's how it works when you win. This franchise down here in Nashville, they dealt with a lot of the stuff that's being reported behind Vrabel because they were winning more. When you lose two years in a row, that type of toleration goes down. So the same goes for players. Like it, some are just wired different. You can put some dudes in a room by themselves and they'll play football by themselves. But some need the crowd. Some need to hear you good. Some need good plays. Some don't need you to coach them hard as they coach somebody else. So that's no excuse. I know he loves it, but dudes are wired differently when it comes down to that type of stuff. It's weird. Don't ask me how I, I've dealt with all types of dudes like that. 
What happens to Dan Moore now, Moan? That's a good question. It's uh, from CTR. What happens to him? Is this an endorsement of Moore? Is this does this mean he's going to move to the right side? We don't, uh, you know. That, and that's the that's the that's the biggest question. We it don't is. Know. Uh, it's made or room be, for Dan Moore. Can he become a swing guy? And you go and you get a right tackle. Right I, tackles are expensive. It's hard to go from being a full time starter DK to a role player unless you're older in age. Oh, okay. They either have to cut him, or he's had a conversation that says, at two weeks after the Super Bowl, I'll start my training on the right side." It's that simple for me. Like, if Dan Moore doesn't realize he's deposited a crap ton of money into the emotional banks of Omar, Kev, and his teammates, I mean, Omar, Coach T, and his teammates, then something's wrong. Like, if and I've inboxed him before. It's been a while since we've talked, me and Dan Moore. I would tell him, man, oatmeal's better than no meal unless you know you got a feast on the other side. Meaning it's going to suck to play right tackle for a little bit. Yeah. But you know with nobody behind you, it's yours. Would you rather play or go prove yourself on a one-year deal at another team? Like, that's just the reality. Draft the right tackle. <laughs> Y'all want to make Dan Morris being bad. He ain't bad. He's just not. <laughs> go, he's go, not. Go he's ahead. not. No, no, it's fair. Okay, and I don't. I don't know that Dan would disagree if he was here with us right now with any of this. Okay, uh, he's tough on himself. He's fair about his own performance. He's he's honest. He's not one of those guys, and you know who I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Those guys who 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 just think that everything that they do is perfect. I cover them in all three sports. Yeah, and and it, and it's that's not a way to get better. I just feel like, you know, where he's concerned, I feel like that his spot is even more of a variable than center. I know everybody's riding Mason Cole over the, you know, the the bad snaps uh, and, and, his, and his own inconsistent blocking. I, I, I was a lot more concerned about left tackle, and, and I, I want to solve that by moving Broderick Jones over there because that's where he wants to be. Yeah. It, it, so I, I just pulled up. PFF's grades on him from my my coworkers account, okay? Okay. And they gave him a 51 overall. It's just that he had to qualify that it was your coworkers account cuz you couldn't give them a penny. I love this. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you were going to get away with that okay. not being called out. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. You're better than this, DK. Oh, you're no, better. You, you didn't have to call not. me out. I, I I can admit I'm not okay. I ain't gonna say that from my core. Here here's the thing on Dan Moore. If if and I I know we all play both sides of how this stuff goes, but we're the same ones yesterday, two days ago, over the weekend, upset, mad that PFF somewhat justified Miles Garrett's Defensive Player of the Year, and T.J. Watt got snubbed. Okay. When it comes down to the justification of what they say, which is what a lot of people are saying, the PFF is the, the justification of Dan Moore playing bad. Again, we've talked about this. When I know where my quarterback's going to be at, then it's easier for me to block for him. In that Super Bowl, a walking gold jacket guy like Trent Williams gave up a hold or a sack in the Super Bowl because Brock Purdy rolled out of the pocket. Immediately, I, I – 
I looked to my brother. I said, that's why you don't roll out of the pocket right there because me blocking, I don't know where you're going. I know exactly the play you're referring to. He ended up getting two penalties on that drive, and it was just like, wait a second. You understand this is Trent Williams, right? Okay. So so if we had discussions about Kenny Pickett staying in the pocket yes, and not rolling out, and PFS generated eight sacks allowed for for, for, uh, what's his name, Dan Moore, right? then why are we putting more stock in y'all believing holistically that Dan Moore sucks when we don't believe they were right about Miles Garrett and TJ Watt? How are we going to play both sides? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to play both sides of these things when it comes down to the justification of one, but it doesn't justify the other? So either PFF is all the way right or all the way wrong when it comes down to them saying that Dan... I, I, have, noticed, I have noticed cherry-picking... What, what what people pluck from PFF to bolster their own argument. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've probably done it myself where I'll say, hey, by the way, PFF yeah. gave this guy a great grade, and I wrote a column yesterday saying this guy was great, so there's some support for it. But, but I always do it to mock, though, too, because when when it comes down to availability, Dan Moore is always there. When it comes down to knowing that when, 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 when you had a quarterback that was in, the the pocket, he was better. When Mason stood tall, he was better. And we've praised this dude for the last three years, except for the second time he played Miles Garrett this year. He's been the Miles Garrett killer. Have we not said that on this podcast? And we've seen his fan base talk about that. That was true up until this season. This yes. season, right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So uh I'm I'm a firm believer that look if he submit himself to changing and being a better right tackle than left, fine. Again, he costs you nothing to get rid of, and he's very cheap when it comes down to keeping them and moving them over to right tackle too, or bringing somebody and have a a, a free for all for that position. We have more questions. Melissa wants we do. to know. I went off today. Hey Moan, what do you think about all that Travis Kelsey stuff at the Super Bowl with Andy Reid? So disrespectful. I figured he probably won't even get a fine. Thank you. I mean, uh, I don't know if you find somebody after. Uh, he won't find him. Apparently, that's their relationship. I said it personally. I don't like it. I did not like it whatsoever. Yeah. Andy Reid came out and said if he'd have had his feet under, he'd have pushed them back. But he didn't. He caught him off guard. My thing was this. Travis Kelsey was tired on the sideline on one knee with his helmet off when that play happened. You were gassed. You're supposed to trust your teammates in that moment to sub in for you. If you didn't want to come out and that play when you knew – it was a running play. He's 30-plus years old. He probably sent in a young tight end, young fella, go get him. Go that get young him. fella dropped on his block, and he created a fumble. Do you blame that tight end that lost his man who blocked him to a point, or do you blame Isaiah Pacheco for not holding the ball up? You, It's twofold, and none of it had nothing to do with, with Travis Kelsey. Absolutely well, on, none on of On top it. of that, you know, when somebody comes in and takes your place, and this is in the Pittsburgh environment, and you have the whole standard is the standard thing going on. Yeah, don't show them up. Don't. Okay, that's, that's like if you if you're boy. if you're the best defensive player in the world, and I'm referring, of course, to T.J. Watt. Yeah, and he comes off the field. Nick Herbig or Marcus Golden goes on the field. I mean, cheer him on. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. support them because they're supporting you when they're on the sideline. 
And that's what that was, DK. I didn't like it, Melissa. I, I didn't. If 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 Andy had to push them back, I'd have probably understood it more. But Andy looked like, what the hell are you doing? Because he almost toppled over a little oh, bit. Yeah. Man. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what makes what, – what smooths it over is that they won. And Andy oh, yeah. and him can laugh about it. Yeah. It, it Actually, I think it kills it. Yeah. You know, if they had lost, then it would be – then he's losing his mind. He's got the girlfriend country music star who's distracting him all and all this other stuff would have happened. And I guess to an extent, we should be glad that it didn't. Uh, ben says, hey, Moan, does having Dan Moore allow the Steelers to go out and draft the best position available in the first round and take advantage of the inexperience but potential in Amarius Mims? Uh, him and, and uh, I got another one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the the guy that is a primary right tackle that sits in that twenty spot. If we're looking to upgrade that and kind of make them battle it out and do the same thing with Broderick uh, Moore that you did this year, Broderick Jones that you did this mm-hmm. year, it's going to be Tyler Guyton out of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, you like him. It ain't. It's but it's it's this this part. He's a former tight end playing right tackle. I think he's moved himself into sixteen to twenty. When it comes down to you drafting a guy like him, they moved him over to the left side at the senior bowl, non-existent. Yeah, like it's like, who the heck is this guy? Okay. But at right tackle, where he sits at, or primarily, I can see if you want to upgrade right there, that would be solid. But again, Dan Moore's probably gonna start the season off the same way that Chooks and and uh and Dan Moore did this year as it pertains to Broderick Jones. There is a growth aspect of this game too, y'all, that you have to understand. And here's the thing I would say about Tyler Guyton. He's got to drop his stance just a little bit. He probably got to get just a little bit bulky. And here's the other portion of it for me. I don't know, but we'll see what type of offense Arthur Smith wants to run. That's... I don't know if he's an AFC North tackle, if that makes sense. Does it have to? You can make anybody a AFC. You can make anybody fit into a system, but if we're talking about, are we going to give him a year to grow, or do you want him to start right now? Those are the two questions because he's a little bit more slender. Look at the tackles in the AFC North. Just think about him for a second. Bigger, bulkier guys. Orlando Brown Jr. Ronnie Stanley is a thicker dude. The right tackles huge in Baltimore. Cleveland's got a big left and right tackle. Think about it. You fit and draft for your division first. You know, when we make an error on this show, we will fess up to it. I refer to Taylor Swift as a country music singer. Pop. pop. Yeah, that's pop, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't heard enough of it (laughs) to know. (laughs) That's why it didn't bother me talking about her for the Super Bowl. She's not in my Rolodex like that. I don't have an opinion. I'm going to see if I I have one Taylor Swift song in my There's no way that you do. What would you have? You can't even – I can name one. I can name Shake It Off, and that's it. I can't name another song. You know who I have? This rapper by the name of B.O.B. featuring Taylor Swift. (laughs) Name of the song is called also Both of Us. Lady with blonde hair, just like Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's why I didn't bother. It's, it's Both of Us is the name of the song by this rapper from Atlanta named B.O.B. Featuring Taylor Swift. That's the only track I got. I'm sure that I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear whatever kind of B.O.B.'s good. You like oh, B.O.B. Okay, you he tell plays me. Instruments. Does, he, what, what gets he, mixed yeah. here? Does she rap? Does she uh, rap too? 
I never even heard that song. <laughs> I downloaded his album and probably listened to his 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 uh, hits. But- See, according to Ash, who's rushing to my defense here, she started out country. I don't know that either, but Ash is never wrong. I mean, you guys are like the dads that would walk ten steps behind their daughters for the concert. <laughs> That'll be enough out of the gallery over there. Hey, I'm, I'm Mike. Just... Mike claims to never have heard "Shake It Off." Come on, you know the songs. You got nothing on you, baby. With oh, Bruno Mars, I that's Bob's song. Okay, so that's like Bob's genre. You know, she likes that's a it. Really good song. Yeah, that's a really good song right there, DK. You like that one with Bruno mm-hmm. Mars. You also heard it a hundred times because I played it. In the oh no, no, I'm That's not claiming I'm to. I'm not claiming to not have heard it. I've heard yeah. it. I recognize it because in hockey arenas they play these things nonstop, and <laughs> you know, and you're stuck there. And no matter how powerful, and I've got some powerful headphones, and I've got good music going on in my headphones. You know, I'm I'm thrashing mm-hmm. out to Dead Kennedys and Sex Pistols, right? And then, like, and then, and there's this other noise that just seeps through every once in a while. Now you got bad music. His music you like and music you don't like. You can't call it good just because you like. Who invited? <laughs> Here, as long, we're just gonna bring her onto the show. She wants to take it over. <laughs> Tell him, Dolly. I don't want to be in a show. I just, I just don't appreciate, you know, labeling music good or bad just because you like it or don't. It's just like food. It's, this food is bad, which basically is like. Robert he also claiming to never have heard "Shake It Off." Come on, I mean, I don't. I even I don't go that far. Yeah, hey, DK. Now all these Taylor Swift songs are coming in. You guys are like those dads. I watched Walk Around twice this summer when uh, Taylor Swift had two concerts here. There were decked up girls, you know, bracelets, outfits, and ten. And you, you just. Wait, tell the whole tell the whole story though. She tried to lure these Swifties in off off of Fifth Avenue as they were walking by by playing Taylor Swift music on our system. It did not work at all. Why didn't it work? Who turned it off? No, that's not why. Because you were not here the whole time. Uh huh. Who turned it off? I know the story. It work because the twelve year olds who came to see Taylor Swift did not know what the Steelers were. But the but the dad with the gut and the head down walking 10 feet behind. David. She was like. <laughs> DK. Oh, I love it, man. Way to keep him in check, Dolly. Way to keep him in check. This That's is the right. perfect time, DK. So in conclusion, just because she likes it doesn't make it good music or bad music. Now, Don't take that, DK. Well, no, take this, Jim. Some, there's people who just get triggered by the words Taylor Swift it, now, it. and it's hilarious. It's crazy. He's, they just, they just, they hear the words and they go, ah, ah! Jim's one of those. Look at Jim down it's there. by far. No, no, no. Jim's, Jim's having a rough time with this right now. No, I'm with you, Jim. Jim's wondering if he should ever <laughs> watch the show again. I just think everybody should have a rough time with this. We got a bigger issue on our hands, though. What's that? Joseph has been adamant, man. We got like 950 people in here and only 16 likes. Oh, we have to have more than 16 likes. Those get, those don't get updated regularly. What do you see? I kid, I kid. I just want everybody to go like, subscribe. Yeah, go do that anyway. Yeah, actually, do that anyway, DK. You know, uh, but 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 yeah, I'm I'm with Brian. Okay, like shake it off and let's talk some silly football. Not nah, okay, but <laughs> whoa, nah, dog. They're doing it on their own. <laughs> you need a bend down on your head, DK. Uh, he always sits too close, so it doesn't fit his head back. I think it's perfect. Here, look. 
Is that good? Yes, perfect. Look at this. You used to have hair that color. Dog, come on, DK. We got to get your vocabulary together, man. We got to get your vocabulary. Um, look, look, look at look at Jim. Jim's having a rough time. Oh, no, no, wait. Were you ready for another one? Look at Norm. Norm is, ah, you mentioned those two words. Oh, me, oh, my. People, don't oh, be so me, easily oh triggered. Yeah, you know? please don't, it's man. It's not an attractive trait. She, she didn't bother me whatsoever. Um, no, why would she bother anybody? What does she do to anybody? Yeah, either way. Um, that's that's what it's going to be like this offseason whenever it boils down to trying to get Justin Fields in Pittsburgh, DK. Yeah, which is not happening. Why? Because Mr. Rooney said it. Tiss, tiss, tiss. Yeah, we got to be a little bit better than that. Don't be Cleveland-like, man. Don't be Cleveland-like. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. We'll be right. We'll be right back in whatever, however long that outro takes. It's just a few seconds. <laughs> I remember those. Brought the glasses back. <laughs> you know what's crazy about me wearing these glasses? Uh, I, I am blind as a bat without my contacts or glasses <laughs> on. I can't even see the words on the screen right now, DK. But I'm here <laughs> for it, though. C-Note says, this show must be members only. Post y'all talk about been on here for months and not one that what I ask or say ever gets acknowledged. C-Note, what are you talking about, man? It's 900 people in here. Send, send us something real quick. What's going on? C-Note, don't be here. like that, man. Come on, C-Note Stacks. You better than that. C-Note's bitter that, yeah, he, he's he's yelling over from the uncle's table. You, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but the way to become a member on this show is to go to dkps.net slash join. It costs like, oh, see, there's no sympathy if you don't join. Look at look at, look at at the sad little music that gets played for the people who don't join. You can't even hear the music because it's so small. You guys we always answer questions. Now, I might go on a tangent and we don't get as many questions as we want to, but we're going to always bring stuff up. I saw this one was pretty unique, man. Mm. Um, it was, what was that? Hey, Mo, what do you think about Michael Parsons saying TJ Watt is not a top five rusher? You know why? Because TJ rushes over the right side mostly. They don't look at TJ's production as that way when they realize he's getting double teamed, triple teamed, chipped. And everything else, like he can't say that again. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I hate that type of stuff. Michael Parsons win the defensive player of the year next year. Book it. Oh, because of the lineage and the it's his turn. It's his yeah, turn. That's how that goes. By the way, if if you want to just see the whole membership thing, Ro Rochelle takes care of a lot of people. Just okay, drop the Rochelle today too. So so come on in and just make sure you hit accept gifts. Where's uh, my guy Stacks at? He, he ain't he's, even he's, he's really mad. Yeah, come on, see no Stacks. No, nah, I was looking for you. That's the most, I mean, that's just like Usher doing a Super Bowl for like $621. He's making millions now. Like, you got a bigger impression by you saying that. I get it now. That's Wait a second. Up, he right got now. paid 600 bucks. Essentially, that's what it is. It's like $600. But the uh, advertising and streams that are come from afterwards, they said his valuation is probably like 50 plus million dollars or more from his album, his release. Who actually pays the six hundred dollars? That's all I care and about. I think it's like eleven hundred. That's allotted to them. Like seriously, but they also give them a fifteen million dollar budget for their set. See, if you give me fifteen million dollars for my set, 
Like I come out with like a stool, (laughs) yeah, pajamas and an acoustic guitar, and I keep the fifteen million and heck with everybody else. Yeah, no, but it it sells like everybody's streams and sales go up like tremendously after the Super Bowl. So you do it for air quotation marks free. Like they were saying, essentially, it's seven and a half million dollars per commercial. He went for fifteen minutes, so that generated like over fifty million dollars or something like that, and, and he's. Every like he's gone up five hundred percent in all his streams and sales since the Super Bowl. Wow! Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. So you do it for free too? I would. I would. <laughs> Heck, I'd donate the six hundred and twenty-one dollars to the charity <laughs> of my choice. Tony Lamarca gets the last word today. He says because it's his first time tuning in, and it's nice to have you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, Tony. He's coming from YouTube. From Twitter too. What do you think of the play at the end of the Super Bowl being the same call as last year? And you've probably seen that split screen by now where the Chiefs ran the exact same play. Uh, What what did you think of them doing that, Mona? I I will say this to that same point, Travis Kelsey. Did you see what he did? Yep. That's the best part. Sneaky. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the fact that he, he turned to the left there? I'm talking about something else. What are you talking about? Watch this. He goes into the end zone. Somebody caught this on a different angle. He goes into the end zone, and he's because of the way he turns, he's facing off to the side, like to the left a little bit, yeah. away from whoever that dude was that caught the ball. McCole uh, uh, Hartman. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, McCole Hartman. So, so Kelsey goes off to the left a little bit, and Kelsey goes like this without ever looking. Yep, he knew because, wow! Because out of his eye, he saw either that safety or corner bite I down him. on him. Then the and, play becomes a hundred percenter. Uh, if if McCole Hardman catches that, that right there. But so that again is one of my reasons why I didn't like. I didn't like Kelsey getting upset in that moment because I thought that play was a setup. Because all during the first two quarters and partially the third quarter, Kelsey was somewhat of a decoy to me. And then the next thing you know, he started going to him. And then when he started going to him more, they started to bite down harder on Kelsey. And because of that, you opened up McCole Hartman on that play. Like, oh, my God, what a play. But, again, when you have playmakers like that on your team, you can do that type of stuff. And I'm all here for that guy. You're right, J-Boy, uh, 20, unless dropped. We ain't got to talk about that because he didn't. He didn't, but I think he didn't because he had no idea what the situation was. He did I'm not. Serious? Did you see? I've never seen someone less of a championship winning play who just kind of acted like it was something in practice. Yeah. And then, like about two seconds later, he he's sees so- the, the O line guys are are flipping out, and he's going, "What? What I do? <laughs> had no idea." Um, and, and of course, we, we at some point, if we hadn't our, we talked about a little bit the understanding of the rules at the end of the game. I, oh, I was we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's good Woo. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. We'll talk about the rules at the end of that game. That All right, guys, one bad. more one more show this week. That's tomorrow. Thursday and Friday are going to be off so that Moan can do, uh, you know, some I really nice Valentine's things. Promise some stuff I got to deliver on. Hmm. Uh, by the way, put this one up last too, man, real quick. Renee, you're right. I ended up getting it. Much appreciate you for this. This is by <laughs> far one of it's got a little stand for it too. My little tiny violin. So cool. That's really, really nice. 
uh, Julia is trying to, or Julio, I should say here, is is trying to. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> Are you buying flyers for or flowers for your wife tomorrow? I guess the answer now is no. <laughs> DK, uh, we don't do flowers. Yeah, we don't. How about we, you. Julio. I'm doing uh, chocolate covered strawberries for the wife. She was like, flowers die. Unless you're going to get those flowers that last I mean, like a year. I mean, the strawberries don't make it. I mean, but at least there's some, some satisfaction out of that, DK. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't eat the flowers. Yeah. All right, guys. Tomorrow, one more show this week, and that's tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you.